Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again on the Oh, The Pain podcast, the first of the new year, 2022. Monday, January 3rd in the uh, Joe Beningo Oh, The Pain podcast, of course. Brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and of course, Anita Tire. Uh, I, I am uh, predictably, unbelievably disgusted with this loss yesterday by my New York Jets to the Tampa Bay Bucks. A game they had there to win. This is a game they should have won. They outplayed Tampa the entire game up until the last two minutes of this football game and wound up uh, handing it to them 28 24. And let's let's get right – let's cut right to the key point in this football game. I mean, there's a lot of different things in this game that, that could aggravate you, that, that, you know, led to the loss. We could talk about that third and 20 play that Brady hit uh, to uh, to Grayson to, to give Tampa a huge first down uh, after the, they had a big penalty there. Jets were up 24-10 at, the point, at that point in the game. Uh, right before that, as I said, there was a personal foul penalty that set up the third and 20, and then Brady hits Grayson on the sideline for 20 yards in the first down, and eventually it leads to the Tampa touchdown that made it 24-17. So we could talk about a play like that, but it comes down to the biggest moment of this game. The Jets up 24-20, a little more than two minutes to go in the game. Tampa Bay is out of timeouts. It's fourth and two on the Tampa Bay seven, eight yard line, you know, whatever the yard line was, they were inside the 15 yard line, inside the 10 yard line. A first down puts the game away. Now you look at the situation, you say, well, you know, you kick a field goal here. It's 27, 20. And you know, if Brady comes down and ties the game up, at least you go into the overtime. No, 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 no. They made the right call and going for it to me. No question. You go for it there. You're a four and 11 team. You go for it to to end the game and win the football game right then then and there. But the play call was unbelievable. We're sitting in the stands. I'm at the game, and and we're all we can't believe that Zach is running a quarterback sneak on a fourth and two. I mean, it wasn't a fourth and a half a yard. It was a fourth and two. What the hell kind of play call is that? And then we come to find out after the game that they you know you hear Salah talking about it a lack of communication that the play call was for Zach. There was an option for Zach that they really were supposed to give it to Braxton Barrios. And for the hundredth time, Hey, Joe Douglas, you should have been standing on the sideline during the game with a contract to hand to Barrios to get this guy signed before, as I said, for the thousand time he walks away and he winds up playing for Belichick next year. They better freaking sign this guy and sign him as soon as freaking possible. To me, he's the MVP of the team. You know, hard to be a most valuable player on a team that's 4-12 and 12 on their way to 4-13 and 13 when they get whacked by the Bills next week with the Bills, uh, you know, having the division title on the line if they win. But this guy's got to be signed. I mean, what are we doing here? 
They better freaking sign Barrios and, and Douglas. You better do it as soon as possible. But with that said, so Sal is talking about the option. The play was really to give it to Barrios. And, you know, apparently it was all he would have walked in if he did that. But there was an option for Zach to run a quarterback sneak if he saw a certain look. I asked this question. Why was there any option? You know, Robert Sala, you're the head coach, not Mike LaFleur, not Zach Wilson. It comes down to that. You call timeout right before it, and we're all sitting in the stands. I, th- I Honestly, I thought Sala was going to call timeout, come out, and try to, you know, have them uh, jump offside and then kick the field goal. That's what I thought he was going to do. But they did the right thing. They went for it as they should. But to say that the, – the, to say that, to, to give the quarterback, a rookie quarterback, this isn't Aaron Rodgers, this isn't Tom Brady, you know, this isn't Patrick Mahomes, this isn't some veteran quarterback, you know, who's won and won Super Bowls before. No, no, no. This is a rookie. Why was there any option for Zach here? Hey, Robert, you call the quarterback over to the sideline with the timeout and you say, Zach, you get LaFleur on the headphone, on the headsets up in the booth, and you say, hey, Zach, This is the play we're running. There's no gray area here. This is the play. You have no option. This is the play you have to run. That's it. You're the head coach, Salah. It's on you. You think Belichick or Parcells or any of the great coaches we've seen, Bill Walsh, Chuck Noll, we go down the line with all of them. You you think that they, they would give their quarterback, a rookie, an option on the play? Or leave it up to the offensive coordinator to make the call? What, are you kidding me? This is on Salah. This is on Salah. I don't want to hear it. There should be no damn gray area there. And I'll say this, too. The play was supposed to go to Barrios, uh, a reverse or whatever, jet sweep, whatever you want to call it to Barrios. How about they call a play with a quarterback who can run the football, gets out of the pocket, and he runs himself. Maybe he can run it right to the pylon. He's quick, the whole deal. You get him out of the pocket to make some kind of a play. Isn't really that the, the better play call there? But we we forget the Jets have no run-pass options for Zach Wilson in the playbook. They have none. <clears throat> There's no such thing as a designed run for Zach Wilson in the Jet scheme of the world. And then after the game... I got to hear all these guys, and I haven't read the papers yet, okay? I haven't seen what I need of papers yet. But I heard the postgame crew on the Sports Night show, all right, on the, uh, you know, the Jet postgame group. And I, you know who they are, so I'm not going to say the names of these guys. They're blaming the quarterback. What? You're blaming the quarterback? Like I said, how about the damn head coach saying, hey, Zach, this is the damn play we're running. There is no option. How about that? Give me a break. Blame the quarterback. You know, I don't want to hear this crap. I mean, it makes me freaking delirious. You know, I feel good about this quarterback played a terrific game yesterday, and he's getting better and better and better. He hasn't thrown an interception. I think it's four straight games now. The last turnover we had was the fumble in the Miami game, okay? When, uh, you know, McDermott was playing for Fant, and uh, he got overrun on that play. Zach had no chance, wound up fumbling it. That's the last time he even turned the ball over. Jets didn't turn the ball over yesterday. They even got an interception by Eccles of Brady that led to a field goal right before halftime. 
No, this is on the coach. I got a lot. They got some players on this team. They really do. Michael Carter. Zach looks like a real player. It's unfortunate Carter after that big run he had early in the game, that 52-yard run that set up their first touchdown. He winds up getting a concussion. It's amazing how these these rookies, I mean, they can't stay on the field. Elijah Moore, we're not going to see him again this year, but that makes me crazy too. How the hell is he not playing? But whatever. He just, you know, it makes me nuts. They got some nice young players on this team. They really do. The other Michael Carter, the defensive back, Bryce Hall, Vera Tucker, they got some guys. Wilson looks like he's got something. Quincy Williams, they got some guys on this team. And they're set up with these, you know, two two high picks in the first round, two high picks in the second round next year. But damn it, I'm worried about this coaching staff. Robert Sala has showed me absolute, and he gets no, no criticism from the media at all. You talk about a guy that's gotten a damn free pass. And I don't want to hear that he's a rookie head coach. You know? Well, he's above criticism. Let's let's kill the quarterback. But don't say anything about the damn head coach who should have been there, you know, saying, hey, bro, hey, hey, Zach, this is the play we're running. And again, how about having some RPOs for this kid who can run the football? But no, nah, no, nah, we can't do that. No, 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 no. That's not pl- part of our, our game plan ever. We don't have that in our playbook. No, this is on Salah. And, and this is another thing that gets lost, too. I'm sorry. This, and, and because of that play call, that's all you're hearing about from the media, all right? That's all you freaking hear about from these guys. Oh, and by the way, it was said again on the uh, Jet postgame show, well, it's not about whether they won or lost the game. Bullshit, okay? Bull freaking shit. This was a game. You talk about culture. You know, they, I, I always hear this stupid word by Salah. And everybody now in the sports world, this has become the new buzzword of the sports world. Well, we want to change the culture, okay? We got to change the damn culture here. Well, this is the kind of game yesterday, even though you're 4-12, and 12, that starts to change the damn culture by beating the defending Super Bowl champions and Tom Brady in your building. And that's what it's all about. That's that's how you start to change the culture, by winning the game. Not that, well, it doesn't matter if they won. Aren't you tired of that? When does it ever matter whether the Jets win or not, right? It's never, never about the Jets winning. Ah, you know, yeah. And then I got to hear that stupid culture word again. But okay, they don't get, <clears throat> they don't get the, the first down. They got no timeouts right around two minutes to go in the game. Brady's got... Got to go 90 yards. <clears throat> I understand it's Brady. He's got to go 90 yards. How about the goddamn defense stop him? How about that? I didn't hear anything from the Jet postgame show, okay, about the defense actually stopping him. 90 yards, they need a touchdown, no timeouts. Yeah, I get it. It's the greatest quarterback of all time. I get that. How about stopping him? How about blitzing him? How about that? Instead of playing soft, that soft, stupid zone, all right, giving them 20 yards every freaking pass, okay, playing that ridiculous prevent defense, which if you watch football for a million years, you know that prevent defense prevents you from winning. That's what it does. How about going after Brady there? How about blitzing him? How about that? Instead of giving them 15, 20 yards every play, whether there's no timeouts or not, I don't care that they tackled him and kept him in bounds. You knew how this game was going to end. 
How about this defense, which stinks? And that's supposed to be Salah's, you know, that's his uh, strength. Defensive coordinator, you know, he was in San Francisco. We all know what the deal was. He's supposed to be a defensive guru. And the defense played pretty well yesterday. They didn't play terrible. I thought they played a decent game yesterday. And then with the game on the line, they collapse, like always. No mention about that. It all comes down to, wow, the quarterback, you know, he didn't listen to the coaches. He, he, I, I, one of these guys on the postgame show say, well, maybe it's his ego. He wanted, to, he wanted to get up and spike the ball and shows he's beating Tom Brady by getting the touchdown or the first out to win the game. Give me a break. That's crap. You blame the quarterback. This is on the coaching staff. And then to let, let the defense let him walk down the field, no pressure on Brady, rush three guys, play it soft, and let him walk right down the field for a touchdown. How about that? How about the defense stopping him with the game on the line? No, nah, he can't do that. Of course not. What a disgrace this was yesterday. This was a gut punch loss. Really, it really was. And I know that this is a, another lost season. You know, it's going to be 4-13. and 13. Boy, how good would you have felt as a Jet fan yesterday? I know myself. If they came, we came out of that stadium yesterday and they won this game. How, how much of a feel-good win? How much of a culture? You want to build culture? Well, you win that goddamn game yesterday. And then I got, again, I, 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 and I haven't read the papers yet. I can only imagine the shit that they're saying. Excuse me. I can only imagine. I, I have to swear because I'm so disgusted. It's amazing I could talk from screaming at the game yesterday. Right? And, and they're blaming the quarterback. Oh, it's the quarterback's fault. Well, the head coach. You know, do you think if Bill Parcells or Bill Belichick is coaching his team with a rookie quarterback, they're saying to the quarterback, look, you have an option to do this on the play. No, 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 no. You're getting the guy, you're putting your arm around him on the sideline, you're saying, this is the effing play we're going to run, all right? There's no gray area here. That's it. End of story. And maybe if you had a real coaching staff that knew what the hell they were doing, you'd have an RPO for this kid, get him outside the pocket, and let him use his legs instead of a quarterback sneak up the middle. And I even wonder... And I really do. I wonder about this, too. Did Salah even realize that it was fourth and two and not fourth and a half a yard? Did they realize that? Maybe they didn't even realize it. Would that surprise me? No. So I feel good about some of these players that are on this team. I really do. You, you, they played hard. I give Salah credit for this. He had them ready to play yesterday. That I, gotta say. that I will say. Had them ready to play. No doubt. But then with the game on the line, it's the same old, same old, same old. How many damn times have I seen the Jets lose the same way they lost yesterday? Over and over and over again. Nobody in the history of professional sports has grasped defeat from the jaws of victory more than this Jet franchise has. So I feel good about the quarterback. He played well yesterday, real well. I feel good about this offensive line. This offensive line, and I know George Fant got hurt and had to leave the game yesterday. This offensive line has a chance to be very good. You know, forget Mekhi Becton. Don't, don't tell me, well, when Becton comes back, okay. 
you know? I got a bridge in Brooklyn I could sell you, too, if you want me to do that. Maybe the GW, okay? Maybe the, the Tap and Z. Oh, that's right. It's the Governor Cuomo bridge. We'll see how long that lasts. I got a bridge I can sell you, all right? I mean, I, it's, I mean, forget Becton. But they have a chance to have a terrific offensive line. Vera Tucker is the real deal. Devontae Tardif, however you say his name, Devante, however you say his name, he's he looks like the real deal. George Fance, one of the best left tackles in football. Let's hope he's not too banged up and may, he plays in a Buffalo game. I guess it doesn't matter at this point. But forget Becton. Fance the, Fance the left tackle next year. Go get me a center. Go draft this kid, Lederbaum, from Iowa, and you got a chance to have a hell of an offensive line. This team can run the ball. They ran for 150 yards yesterday. And that's without Michael Carter after, you know, when you did have that 50-yard run. But he, you know, he basically, he didn't play after that. This kid, Aaron Walter, played well yesterday. Ty Johnson played yesterday, had a touchdown, had that big play down the sideline that looks like it was going to, you know, be the finishing touch on the game. That great pass by by, uh, Zach under pressure, you know, out of the backfield, over the defender to Johnson, who ran, got down to about the 10-yard line, went about 30 yards on that play. He played well yesterday. We talked about how terrific Barrios is. And again, Joe, can you sign him already? You know, I can, I can see him in that Patriot uniform now when Douglas doesn't give him a damn contract. I, I'm just, I'm beside myself. This was the kind of game that you can change the culture on. You talk about that stupid culture word, but it was the same old, same old, same old Jets. Same old, same old. Same old, over and over again. Here, here, Brady, take the win. And nobody talking about the defense letting them go 90 yards at the end of the game like it was nothing, like there was no no defense out there. Like that, they, they, they didn't even exist. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, man, you're a Jet fan. You got to be disgusted. Yeah, you feel good about the quarterback. I feel good about him. I got to say that. This team, we're starting to see there's some talent on this football team. They got to get this crummy defense straightened out. But I am really, really, really concerned about this coaching staff. I am very concerned about Robert Sala, that that he's over his head as a head coach. And nobody in the media talks about the coach. Let's blame this game on the quarterback. Let's blame the rookie quarterback, okay? That's the easy thing to do. Don't say nothing about Salah. There should have been no gray area on that play call. I'm sorry. All right, let's get uh, let's get our uh, our sponsors in here. All right, we'll start with the Hackensack Brewing Company. And don't forget, coming up January 14th. Uh, what is that? Uh, just uh, two weeks from two weeks from this coming Friday. Is that what it is? Not even right. A week from Friday, I guess it is. A week from this coming Friday. Uh, January 14th, yeah, because it's leading into the wild card weekend, or the playoff opening weekend of the NFL. We're going to be doing our uh, our live podcast, our second live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know where it is. It's located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. You know, there's always 12, 12 beers on tap. You can enjoy the outdoor beer garden in their spacious tap room. The plenty of packaged goods to go, the whole deal. A lot of restaurants around the area, you can order food, the whole deal about that. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. 
78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. My good buddy Mike Jones. How about his Raiders? They've now won three in a row. Big win yesterday over the Colts. Uh, basically now in a in a playoff game next week against the Chargers. I mean, that's pretty much a winning in game. And winner of that game is probably ma- is making the playoffs at 10 and 7. So, you know, they have a three-game winning streak for them. They look dead in the water at 6 and 7. For all the issues the Raiders have had this year, the Gruden situation, the Henry Rugg situation, they've righted the ship and have had three big games in a row to put themselves in position to make the playoffs. So uh, congratulations to Mike Jones and all the Raider fans with that. Uh, you know, so, um, but again, don't forget, we'll be there January 14th, Friday night with John Jastrzemski uh, for the uh, live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And by the way, JJ's Dolphins, boy, they came crashing back down to earth yesterday, courtesy of his old buddy, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Now, check out Beach Camera, my good buddy, Isaac. Uh, you know the deal. You can find incredible prices on stunning TVs. Uh, they've been in business for over 30 years. They got all the big brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive in Edison, in that, of course, in Jersey. Let him save you some money this holiday season. You can use code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. Check out Isaac. Check out everybody at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. And, of course, my buddies at Anita Tire, uh, my son Johnny, Ari over at Anita Tire. Johnny is Saints 1 yesterday, but they're, they're, they're hanging on by a thread to make the playoffs right now uh, with the Packer win last night. Green, uh, they, uh, The Packer win over Minnesota, they put the Eagles in the playoffs. So Philadelphia is now in the playoffs, and he only got that last playoff spot now in the, NF, in the NFC that's open, that last wild card spot. So the Saints are hanging on. Uh, it's a long shot, but they still got a shot at 8-8 eight and eight with their win yesterday over the great Sam Donald and the great Matt Rule. Uh, I, I, I say that with tongue-in-cheek, of course and the Carolina Panthers. But go check out Anita Tire. Uh, it's Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. See Johnny, see Ari, uh, all your car service needs, all your tires. They'll give you a great deal. Tell them Beningo sent you, and they certainly will take care of you. You know, a couple things here before we uh, we sign off. Number one, the whole Antonio Brown situation at the game yesterday. What a joke. I mean, this guy's – let's be honest about Antonio Brown. He's got some serious – got some issues he's got some mental health issues as far as I'm concerned I mean what he did yesterday and I guess what I've seen now is there was something about there was an incentive clause or something in his contract that he wasn't going to meet and he got all ticked off at the coaching staff whatever and you saw it you saw it he takes his jersey off he's taking his shirt off he's throwing it into the crowd there he is you know shirtless waving to the crowd as he walks off the field in the middle of the game really Unbelievable. This guy's got some serious – he needs help. Right, let's let's be honest. Antonio Brown needs help. And to me, how anybody gives him a shot again in the NFL, I don't see how that's possible. Arians has already said he's done. He's off the team. How could he not be? But this kid needs some help. He needs to, to see some professionals, whatever it may be. But to me, that's the bottom line with Antonio Brown. That was a uh, – Crazy scene at MetLife yesterday. You know, I want to say a couple other things about the league. How about the Giants? The Giants are a disaster. I mean, you say, well, you could talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars who got beat 50 to 10 
by uh, Belichick and the Patriots yesterday as New England um, solidified, clinched a playoff spot yesterday. Still, the AFC East is still up in the air, but you know Buffalo is going to beat the Jets next week, and that's going to be the end of that for New England. But they did make the playoffs yesterday with their beatdown of Jacksonville, 50-10. to 10. You know, you got to love Belichick. The guy loves running the score up. He don't care who it is. And I guess he's friends with Urban Meyer. So you could say, well, maybe he was trying to a little, little revenge for his buddy, Urban Meyer. Give me a break, Urban Meyer. I mean, it's all on him that he wound up, you know, leaving very unceremoniously in Jacksonville. But, Bill, did you have to put 50 on the Jaguars yesterday? Unbelievable. It really is. It's unbelievable. 50 to 10. Oh, my God. But, but getting back to the Giants, the worst team in the NFL right now is the Giants. They stink. They, they're brutal. Forget the four. They got the same record as the, as the Jets. The Jets are a much better team right now than the Giants are. The Giants can't score. The Giants have no chance to put the ball in the end zone. And I understand Daniel Jones is out. I get it. You know, and Mike Glennon and, and uh, the other kid, uh, Jake Fromm, they're not professional quarterbacks. They got no offensive players. Their offensive line's a disaster. Barkley's been a disaster this year. You know, the defense isn't terrible. What do you want? What's the defense supposed to do? When, you know, you're turning the ball over four times, five times, whatever they did yesterday. If I'm the Giants and I'm John Mara, I know you already said he's bringing Judge back. He's bringing Jones back. To me, you blow it up. You've got to blow it up enough. You know, Judge went on this 11-minute tirade after the game yesterday, whatever the nonsense that he was spewing. Give me a break. You got to blow it up. I would, be, I would, I would move heaven and earth. If I'm the Giants, and I know there's salary cap uh, constraints and all of these kind of things, I'm moving heaven and earth to get Russell Wilson here. You got two first-round picks. You got the Bears number uh, first round and your own. Go make the deal for Wilson. Give me a break with Jones. He's okay. But really, is is is, is Daniel Jones in your mind ever going to be an elite top-tier quarterback in this league? I don't see it. I, I, I maybe, I, maybe I'm crazy. And Joe Judge, the bottom line on Joe Judge, is that, you know, his record over the last two years is, what is it, 10 and 22? Right? He's 10 and 22. They're the worst team in the NFL right now. Uh, you can say whatever you want. Uh, okay, maybe it's the Jaguars. Maybe. But at least the Jaguars got a quarterback that, you know, it looks like they got something with Trevor Lawrence. The Giants have nothing. I don't know how you bring Judge back next year. I don't know how you do it. Obviously, Gettleman will be gone. I don't know how you bring Judge back. And if you're bringing a new GM in, doesn't that GM have to make the call on who the coach is? You know, we've seen what happens when you bring in a new general manager and you force that head coach on him. We saw that with Idzik and, and, and Rex Ryan with the Jets 10 years ago. 11 years ago, whatever it is now. Seems like five minutes ago. If I'm the Giants, if I'm Mara, I blow it up. And that's going to be brutal next week when they finish the season against the WFT at MetLife and there's nobody there. Maybe they're flying the uh, planes over over MetLife, I don't know, for the Giants. But they're a disaster right now. And again, if I was John Mara, I'd completely blow it up. Now, as far as the uh, the NFL right now, you take a look. we got a week to go in the regular season. And they're going to determine. You're going to have a couple games on Saturday. The, the other the game's on Sunday, a Sunday night game. They're going to determine, I guess, uh, at some point this week, maybe today, wh- how they're going to schedule the games for the weekend. We'll see how that plays out. But basically, you, there's 11 playoff spots out of the 14 that have been clinched now. Uh, Buffalo and the Patriots, even though the division title is still up for grabs, uh, have both clinched the playoff spot. The Bengals yesterday with their win over the Chiefs. Boy, how good is Joe Burrow? Oh, my God. 
Oh, the Bengals really got something in this kid with this quarterback. There's no doubt. DeMar Chase had a monster game yesterday. Three touchdowns, over 270 yards receiving. The Bengals clinched the uh, AFC North yesterday. They were at 10-6, and six, so they'll be in the playoffs. The Titans clinched the AFC South with their beatdown of the uh, Dolphins yesterday, and they can they can have the first-round bye and home field throughout the playoffs in the AFC with a win this week over the Texans. And you got to believe the game's in Houston, but you got to believe that they're going to wind up beating Tennessee, uh, excuse me, beating Houston and uh, getting that first round bye. They clinched the division yesterday, and uh, the Chiefs had already clinched their division. So that's in the AFC. You got two playoff spots open in the AFC. You got the last two. The Colts lost yesterday to the Raiders. So you got the Colts at nine and seven, the Chargers at nine and seven, the Raiders at nine and seven, and the Steelers are still alive at 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one to make the playoffs. So are the uh, the Ravens at 8-8. Eight and eight. They really need a lot of things to happen. But the Steelers, uh, who have to win tonight to stay alive, obviously, they can still make it at 9-7-1. and one. They will be playing the Browns tonight. The Browns have been eliminated. Uh, they're out of it now. They're done. The, the Broncos are done. The Dolphins are done as far as making the playoffs in the AFC. In the NFC, the Cowboys have already clinched the division in spite of their loss to the Cardinals yesterday. The Eagles are in at 9-7 and seven, as they have now won, what is it, five in a row? Four in a row that they've won. They're in at 9-7 and seven as one of the wild cards, courtesy of the Pack of win yesterday. Um, the Bucs have already clinched their division. The uh, Packers are 13-3, and three, and they need just a win to uh, get home field throughout. The Rams and Cardinals, division titles still up in the air, but – uh, uh, both of them have clinched a playoff spot. So we'll see what happens as we go into the final weekend of the season. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, we'll do our show again on Friday. We'll do our NFL picks. Had a great week again uh, this past week. Went 5-0. and I've really been red hot. Uh, no doubt about that. So uh, we'll talk more about it. We'll do my NFL picks for the last week of the season. But uh, again, want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody for listening. The Joe Beningo Ode to Pain podcast, our first of 2022. Everybody have a great rest of uh, your Monday. We'll talk to you on Friday. All the love, everyone.